0: esoteric sciences are the study of the unrevealed or non-understood phenomenon of the universe by making use of deep insight as the means of investigation tonight author micah Dink joins us to talk about his interest in this study which is deeply incorporated in his writing including the into the rabbit hole series sit back take some notes as we set out on a path of discovery with micah dank <laughs> Welcome to the Three Beards Podcast. My name is Craig, along with Austin and Chris. Passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century. Let me out. chris he's still son's got track practice so he's going to be doing this so welcome everybody to the show at this time let's bring on the guest mike at dink how are you sir i'm great how are you guys doing good and um while we're got everything here i'm going to show it, everybody can go to his website as well and that is mike at dink.com and it's right up here into the rabbit hole you and if i wasn't mistaken you've released book 5 of the 6 no nope, i released
1: book 6 too all of them are
0: out now oh so all of them are out okay i was looking on there and i just i couldn't see if it, um if that one would have been out yet or not so that's why I was yeah. sure. so you can get all all those in i mean i i read the fir- first one fantastic book thank you that one, that one was excellent i it's i one of the descriptions that i i saw in there was that it was like you know, there, somebody's compared it to Dan Brown, you know, Da Vinci Code, and it, it was, it was, for me, it it really read a lot like that too. I mean, it was. I
1: appreciate that. That's a high compliment. He's kind of who I based my entire series off of, just the way he does with like cryptograms, anagrams, little hidden puzzles. I've really based my entire series off of this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it it was it was. I mean, really well. Done. I mean, I it was. It's you get some of those where. You know, the story, you know, st- sometimes they're hard to follow. This one was like from the beginning. Like I think the first night I read, I was already on page almost 50 the first night I read it. You know, so it was just, you know, and usually by that time, you know, it's just when I'm reading them at night, that's about 1130 at night. And, you know, it's all I can do to keep from, you know, the, from it hitting me in the face as I'm trying trying to stay awake. But this one, it was what it was I had to put it down. You know, so that way I could actually go to sleep. So that's, right.
1: you know. Well, so it's okay. By the end of this presentation, I'll have you buying the signed book series through me anyway. Which I do do because there's a lot of people in like our esoteric slash conspiracy, whatever you want to call it, group that we have on like Twitter or, or Instagram or Facebook. Um, a lot of people don't like Amazon, don't want to give money to Bezos. I sell signed copies out of my house.
0: Nice. Now, where's... um. Now I was looking, do you have, do they just email you directly to get those? No, what they or-
1: do is you reach out. So I'm on Twitter at real Mr. Dank or Facebook and Instagram at Micah Dank. You just hit me up and just say, you want the autographed series. And then we work something out with PayPal. I'll send you like a payment link and then you just pay it and you give me your mailing address and your name. I have it out usually by the end of the week.
0: Okay. And what's the, what are those run for everybody that's,
1: um, to be honest with you, I usually charge $30 a book, so the series is usually 180 but I've been giving people a discount. I've been giving people one free just because I know that it's going to lead to more and more people, so I usually just charge about 150 for the series, so I usually yes. give one book free.
0: So, <coughs> yeah, everybody, like I said, go to Facebook, Mike at Dink, and yeah, same thing. Um, real, I uh, got you on Twitter, I just don't have it up in front of me, so that's... That was nice like said I've got we followed you on there. Um, I'll get you followed on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah, so pretty much, where do you want to start off? I mean, you touch on so many different subjects. I mean, I said, it's like where, where to begin in the rabbit hole? Well, you, what sir. I'm going
1: to do is I'm going to teach you guys about one incredibly big rabbit hole, which is astrotheology in the Bible. OK, um, yeah. now I have to preface this by saying is, is that I'm not going to say this is the 100 percent right way to read the Bible. But I'm going to say is you can't deny my research into this. About 90 percent of my PowerPoint that I'm going to share with you right now uh, is my own work. And about 10 percent is from maybe like Santos Bonacci or uh, or Jordan Maxwell. Things that I found just mind blowing.
0: Yeah. Did you want to just put that up on the screen for you? You have it? Yep. Yep. Got it right up there. So
1: So you guys you guys see the PowerPoint for people who are watching this, right? Yep.
0: For people who are watching them we'll kind of describe them for the people that can't see it. We've got a you it know It might be a little
1: hard to describe, but I'm gonna, sh- yeah. I'm gonna do my very best. Okay, so let's just start. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Employ your time in improving yourself by other men's writings, so that you shall come easily by what others have labored hard for. That's Socrates, and I start my presentation with this because I want you to know is that I've been working on this for. It's coming up on ten years. It's been about eight and a half years now, maybe almost nine years, that I've been doing this research and doing this work, and I've put into maybe an hour or seventy-five minutes uh, a beginning uh, introduction to this. That gets pretty deep, and it's going to change the way that you see things. So basically, we're talking about astrotheology in the Bible, which is the mythology of, as you see below, the zodiac. Okay, now Capricorn's at the bottom, Cancer's on top. That's the correct way to view the zodiac wheel. If you see any other variation of this, it's just on its side. This is actually the correct way to view it. Okay so basically you're talking about astrology so um the oldest science is actually astrology and it goes back to the Lascaux caves which are which goes back 40,000 years. The Lascaux caves are these caves that they found in Lascaux France. That's why they're called the Lascaux caves and it was the same way that they found the um the Dead Sea Scrolls. Basically some kids went into the back of this cave and when they went back there they saw this. Okay? They saw. This is just a small example of what they saw, but basically you have the bulls on the top, the lions on the right, the many faces of the lion on the right, and you have the horse on the bottom. Now, in astrology, the bull is Taurus, the lion is Leo, and the horse is Sagittarius. It's just missing the guy with the bow and the arrow. What they did was they carbon dated this wall, and it came out to about 40,000 years, plus or minus 5,000 years. Now, before people jump on me and say carbon dating is not accurate, that's a half-truth. Okay. Carbon dating is actually incredibly accurate up to 50,000 years, but anything beyond that into the hundreds of thousands or the millions, not so much. Okay. So up to 50,000 years, it's good. So this was about 40 to 45,000 years. So it's, it's still good. Okay. Then what they did was they brought in an astronomer to this cave with a computer because we have the technology to do this. And what they did was they were around the sky back 40,000 years to see what the stars looked like at that point from where they were located. And when they printed it out and they superimposed it onto this wall, all the constellations lined up. The bull was where Taurus was, the lion was where Leo is, the horse is where Sagittarius was. So we've known about the Zodiac for about 40,000 years. This is the time frame where we're still in the food chain. Wow. You know, that's basically what it is. And we've known these constellations and they've stayed relatively safe, relatively the same over time, okay? Now there's things you can ask in the Bible Okay, these are just general questions that you ask how Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he walked, turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days. Why is his birthday on December 25th? Now, all of this can be explained with astrology, which I'm going to get into. Genesis 1.14 says, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. And that's what the Zodiac does. In each Zodiac sign, it tells you very specifically what you have to do. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to go
1: into the 12 signs and explain it. Because for people who don't know what the 12 signs are, who are just familiar with the names, what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you information about the Zodiac, and I'm going to give you key words that represent each sign, and then we're going to find patterns in the Bible. Okay? Okay. All right, so the first sign I talk about is Aquarius. Now, the year actually starts in Aries, but I start in Aquarius. Um, The first sign which I talk about is Aquarius, which is represented by the man with the water pitcher. I wrote here the story of Zeus and Aquarius. So the story of Aquarius goes back to uh, the Greeks. What happened was Zeus saw a 14-year-old boy, a beautiful boy on Earth, and he wanted in heaven. And the father wouldn't give it to him. So Zeus ended up bargaining him. He gave him, like, food, and he gave him Uh, Water And he gave him livestock. He made him very wealthy. He took the boy up to heaven. The boy on the picture on the right, Aquarius, the man with the water pitcher pouring it out, the boy had that water pitcher. And in it, he had what was called ambrosia. For people who aren't familiar with what ambrosia is, ambrosia is basically the nectar of the gods. It's what the gods used to drink. Okay. Nowadays, it's just a tangerine with whipped cream salad. OK, but that's what they basically used to do. Now, what happened was he got sick of always serving the gods. So one day he took the water pitcher and he poured it over the side of heaven like you see in this picture. OK, which flooded the earth, which is where the Greeks get their flood story from. Zeus, in a moment of reflection, was going to punish him. But then he reflected and he realized that he, he was young. He kind of took him away from his family and everything he knew. So instead of punishing him, he immortalized him as the constellation Aquarius. So whenever you hear the word son of man man, baptism, because this is how you baptize someone, the priest with the man with the water pitcher, pouring it out onto the baby, water pitcher, fountain, stream, river, lake, pond, things of that nature. You're talking about Aquarius. Then Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. Um, whenever you hear fish or water, ev- basically every water example I just gave you in Aquarius, it's the same thing. Okay, So the first two signs I talk about are both water signs. Now in astrology, Aquarius is actually an air sign, whereas Pisces is a water sign. But because there's water in Aquarius in the sign of it, uh, you can use it to describe in the Bible that. Now, the ram is Aries. Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, a 12-hour night. It's also the Passover or the passing over of the sun over the equator. That's an astro astrotheology. In Judaism, the Passover is when God passes over the Egyptian houses and smites the firstborn children, firstborn sons of anybody who doesn't have the lamb or the ram's blood on their doorstep. That's where that comes from. Now, in Christianity, the passing over is changed, and it's called the resurrection of God's son. So you have the Passover and the resurrection. Both Passover and Easter are always in Aries. So whenever you hear ram, lamb, shepherd, ram's horn, You're talking about Aries. Then Taurus is the bull. It's as above, so below. When you look at the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull so that you can plant the seeds so you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. So whenever you hear bull, ox, calf cow because a cow's a female bull you're talking about taurus then gemini is the sign of the twins again it's another greek story it's the story of castor and pollux troy whose sister was helen of troy this is the story of achilles so whenever you hear twins or brothers they're talking about gemini then cancer is the crab and it's the sideways moving creature So what the sun does is the sun, starting on December 25th, rises a degree on its axis. The next day, it rises an additional degree, an additional degree, an additional degree. Every single day, an additional degree. Okay, Days get longer. The nights get shorter. It gets warmer. When it hits June 21st, that's the summer solstice. That's its height. Then just like the crab walking sideways, the sun walks sideways for three days. It stays at that height. And then on June 25th, it drops a degree. And then the next day, it drops a degree. And then every day forth, it drops a degree until it hits December 21st, okay, which is when the sun does not rise above the horizon anymore. So the ancients used to say God's sun was dead. And then it walks sideways for three days like it did in June. So that's where we get God's sun was dead for three days, okay? Uh Now, the crab in ancient Egyptian time was known as the scarab. We even get the word crab from scarab. Okay, now the Egyptian zodiac changed slightly. Um, The crab used to be the scarab, which is the beetle. That's why uh, St. Augustine called Jesus the good beetle. And um, the sphinx actually represented Leo. Okay, so those are the two changes they made in the Egyptian zodiac. But aside from that, it stayed pretty much the same. So whenever you hear crab or beetle, they're talking about cancer, which is not very often. Then Leo is the king. He's the lion. He's the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So when they're talking or they metaphorically say the kingdom of heaven on earth, they're talking about the sun being in Leo because it rules the sun. It's The sun's rightful place is in Leo. So whenever you're talking about lion, lioness, cub, you're talking about Leo. Then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. So remember before when you said that you plant in Taurus? Well, the virgins would cultivate the wheat in Virgo in order to make the bread for the year. So whenever you hear virgin, wheat, grain, seed, barley, corn, grainy things, uh, things that you harvest, the Virgo is when you harvest. Libra is the justice. The scales, the balance, the just one. The reason it's the justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. Okay? So whenever you hear, because Libra is the justice, it's the scales, it's the balance, the just one. Lawly things. Things like law, judge, justice, the just one, divorce, marriage, court. Things that are lawly. That has to do with Libra. Libra is also wine season. You plant in Taurus, as I mentioned. And then you press the wine in Libra. Okay, you ever been to a vineyard before? Uh, you They have a lot of bachelor parties that happen in the spring, but that's stupid. Because when you go there, the, the, the vines are bare. When you go to a vineyard in September, October in Libra, you can literally walk down. It's very flush, and you can just pick the grapes off and eat them. Okay, So wine, vineyard, wine press, things of that nature are Libra as well. Libra is also olive oil season. So the olives grow throughout the year and then you press them into oil in Libra. So whenever they're talking about oil, they're talking about olive oil usually. And that has to do with Libra. Then Scorpio is the scorpion and he is the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's why the mafia has the kiss of death. And it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. The idea behind astrotheology, the main point, is that Jesus is not the S-O-N of God. He's the S-U-N, the son of God, the sun in the sky. It's solar worship. Okay? And I'm going to make a case for that. Now, the sun is judged in Libra, and it's betrayed in Scorpio. And just to mention, too, Judas represents Scorpio. Each one of the um, disciples represent one of the zodiac signs. There's 12 disciples, 12 zodiac signs. OK, so the sun is judged in Libra and it's betrayed in Scorpio. Then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishments on the sun. And I mentioned the sun is killed in Sagittarius because of December 21st. OK, and I mentioned I mentioned that whole thing. Now, whenever you hear horse, bow and arrow, spear, because spear is interchangeable with bow and arrow. And I'm going to explain how that happens. Horseman. They're talking about Sagittarius. What you need to know about Sagittarius is they can mention the horse, the bow and the arrow, the spear, the horseman, or the death. The death happens because death is Sagittarius. The sun dies in December 21st, and it comes back to life on December 25th, which is why all the ancient gods were celebrated on December 25th birthday. That's why. Then finally, you have Capricorn, which is the goat, because he likes to climb the mountain. So if you look at the Zodiac wheel that I sent you at the beginning of this, Okay. If you look at the zodiac wheel that I sent you at the beginning of this, Capricorn's at the bottom. So picture the sun going up a degree a day, climbing along the wheel. Okay. It starts to climb up the mountain, just like the goat climbs the mountain better than any animal out there. Okay. So those are the 12 signs. Those are the key words we have. Okay. Um, Can you guys give me just one sec?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. That's crazy. Pause (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, going to said, that's a perfect pause right there. You know, question that Jenny had there. I was just waiting for the, waiting for that as he was. Yeah, that was really fascinating yeah, too. You was, was, as he was talking, about <laughs> it. sitting
2: there going, "Holy shit, it's just crazy." how you never thought about it like that.
0: Well, we just you know, they just had a show about astrology, you know, with Chassis, and then yeah. you now he just like said, we well, go ahead deeper
2: and, into it." I'm just like, "Oh my god," I guess. Yeah, you know, that was never put it and, that way.
0: Yeah, I like, the way, I like the way it's described. I mean, it's the first time I've heard, you know, how it's supposed to be oriented. And yeah. I, was yeah. ahead
2: too. I was reading ahead while I was talking. I'm like, oh, my God, this winter solstice in the 25th. I'm like, oh, my God. It's just sort of clicking like, holy shit, this is incredible. Yeah, okay, you yeah. guys ready?
0: Yeah, well, real quick. Did you see that um, question? Ginny uh, asked, was this all based on the northern hemisphere?
1: Yes, that's a great question, actually. And I was going to get to that eventually. Okay. Understand this, is that this is the holy science, okay? Now, the three major religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, okay? I will even include the Egyptians, because they came from the time period before. That all is in the Northern Hemisphere. Now, if the Holy Land and all this stuff was in, like, let's say, Australia, everything would be reversed, OK, but okay. the reason the reason it's done this way, you're absolutely right. June 21st is the coldest day of the year in Australia. OK, but yes, absolutely. Absolutely. This is done because all the holies of holies, the science came from the north.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so that was and it was perfect. Perfect segue to bring that in, too. So,
1: yes, perfect. OK, no, this so is man. awesome.
0: I'm I'm I'm, th- I'm let's go. I'm on. Hunt- I'm taking notes as we're going along here.
1: Okay, so now there's names that Jesus has given. I already told you that Jesus is the Mm -hmm. S-U-N. Following that along, there are names that he's given in church, nicknames, that are all astrology-based, but nobody has any clue what they are. They just give him the names. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. He's called the scapegoat of Israel, the goat sign Capricorn. When the sun is in Capricorn, his name is the scapegoat of Israel. When the sun is in Aquarius, he's the son of man, the sign of the man, the man sign Aquarius. When the sun is in Pisces or Jesus is in Pisces, he's known as the fisherman of men. He's also why he feeds the masses with two fish. Two fish are the Pisces. When the sun is in Aries, he's known as the lamb of God or the good shepherd. When the sun is in Leo, he's known as the lion of Judah. The lady holding the stalk of wheat, Virgo. He's born of a virgin, and he's called the Bread of Life. Libra, the scales of justice. He's known as the Just One. He's also betrayed in Scorpio. He dies in Sagittarius on December twenty-first. It's also why he's worshipped on the Sun Day because he represents the Sun. Okay, sure. the Jewish religion goes back to Saturnalia worship. That's why they. That's why their day of rest is the Saturday or the Saturn Day. That's where that comes from. But the Christians, they worship the sun. That comes from Sunday. Okay? Now, look at this picture of Jesus I have on the left. Okay? Would you agree this is a stereotypical cartoon that I found on the internet? Yes. You're going to see four things that I'm going to draw attention to that are in every single picture. You're going to see the sun behind his head. You're going to see that white face that we all recognize. You're going to see the two fingers up yep, like yes. that. You're going to see the heart outside the body with the crown of thorns. The heart's always outside the body. It's a little strange. The sun is always behind Jesus because he represents the sun. The two fingers up are an ancient Kemetic peace sign. It goes back to Egypt. See the John Lennon peace sign? That's actually the British victory war sign. If you look at the the the, it's the V sign. Look mm-hmm. at yeah, the you peace. The fingers are separate. It's it's a separation. It's a war sign from from old Britain. Okay. Yep. This figure, what he's doing right here, Jesus in the picture, that tells you he's in peace. So whenever you see Baphomet or Lucifer or or Satan or Jesus or anybody doing this, it's a peaceful symbol. They're telling you they come in peace. Now, the white Jesus picture is actually a guy named Caesar Borgia, his head, his face, who was the bastard son of Pope Alexander VI. Now, popes used to have kids. They were never married. That's why he's a bastard. All their kids were bastards. But Rodrigo Borgia, his father, bought his way to the papacy. This was in the mid 1500s. Now, another thing happened in the mid 1500s that was quite interesting. The printing press came out, which to this day is still the most important invention we've ever come out with. Now before then, there was no picture of him. And when he he ascended to the papacy, he decided to make his son that face. Now the crown of thorns wrapped around the heart of the outside represent the rays of the sun. Jesus has the crown of thorns. Okay, so you have the sun behind his head. There's Jesus. He has the crown of thorns that represents the sun's rays. The heart represents the human toroidal field. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that.
0: Um, no, I'm not, actually.
1: The human to- toroidal field is also known as the Taurus field. Some people call it an aura. There's names for it. Okay, it looks like this. It's an electromagnetic field of the heart. It goes out six feet from your body like this. It looks like an apple. With, your, with you being at the core. It circumvents six feet around you. When somebody comes close to you and from behind and you know they're there, they broke your toroidal field. You're not psychic. That's all they really did. This could be measured. Like I said, it's like an aura, okay? And the important thing to remember about this is that it goes around six feet. That's why all the elites right now with the COVID or everything are trying to keep you six feet apart. Wow. Well. Okay, now look, this is the electromagnetic field. This is interacting with someone that's sitting next to you. This is what your fields are doing. Okay. Now, the guy on the right, that's Caesar Borgia. You see the likeness? Yep. He is the face of Jesus. Jesus didn't have a face before then. And it wasn't like, like the Muslims where you can't draw Muhammad. You're, not, you're forbidden to draw Muhammad. There was just no picture of Jesus before. And this is where it comes from. So now we're gonna start. You remember the keywords I gave you before? We're gonna start decoding things. Are you guys familiar with the phrase pride comes before the fall? Yes. Can you explain it to your listeners?
0: The pride um basically in the layman's terms is just usually somebody that, that brags and talks about how great they are, does this usually something in the catastrophic on that side will come through and will actually take them down. They'll talk right. like You know, I'm the best podcaster ever there. And then all of a sudden we're going to be, you know, we're going to be gone. It's like pride comes before the fall.
1: Right. Which is how a lot of people take it. Now, Mm -hmm. do you know what a group of lions is called? Pride. Exactly. A group of lions is called a pride. Pride is the lion. Lion is Leo. Leo is in July and August. That comes before the season of the fall. Okay. So that's how you interpret it with astrology. Have you ever heard that before?
0: No, that's the first time I've ever heard it tied in with astrology. That's, that's awesome.
1: Okay, now in the next one, next slide, is the book a, is a phrase from the book of Micah, my namesake, where he predicts that the Savior is going to come from a town called Bethlehem. Again, to understand this, you have to know your Hebrew. You have to know your Hebrew. You have to know your Greek. You have to know your um, English, of course, your English, your Greek, your Hebrew, uh, you're Italian. You have to know. You have to know. You have to be familiar with these languages in order to follow what I'm going to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But basically, in the book of Micah, he predicts the Savior will come from a town called Bethlehem. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are small, Micah five two. But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. However, Bethlehem is a combination of two words in Hebrew. It's Bet, which means house, and Lechem, which means bread. Bet Lechem okay so the house of bread well each zodiac sign is called a house it's called a house it's called an eon it's called a mansion in the bible it says in my father's home there are many mansions they're talking about the zodiac signs the house of bread is virgo with the wheat stalk the virgin so what he's really saying encoded is the savior will come from a virgin wow
2: damn
1: okay now i've given you the key words again that you need to look to be able to decode this so we're talking Deuteronomy 32 right now. I've highlighted them. There's eight of them, and I'm going to explain two more to you. But you're going to see how many signs are just in one paragraph when you understand the key words. He gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky ground. He gives people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat, they drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. You see all the signs.
0: Yep. Yep. We got everything. Le- so, yeah,
1: Libra, lambs.
0: Libra, Leo, Virgo, yeah.
1: Aries, goats, Capricorn, Rams, Aries, wheat, Virgo, wine. Red grapes, Libra, bull, Taurus. There's two more that I've italicized. He gave them honey from the cliffs. In the sign Cancer, the crab, there's a group of stars called the beehive cluster. So that's metaphorically where the honey comes from. And the milk would come from what we know as the Milky Way galaxy. It just makes sense. Which has been referred as far back as the Egyptian Book of the Dead. They talk about the Milky Way galaxy. Okay? Now, the Milky Way galaxy's center is in Sagittarius, so your land from Cancer, the beehive cluster, to Sagittarius, when they talk about the land of milk and honey, that's what they're talking about. They're not talking about a literal place. It's in the heavens. Wow. Okay.
0: Now gonna, yep. I'm pretty yep. stunned. Yeah, keep keep rolling. <laughs> it's writer's okay, cramp here by the time we're done with the show.
1: <laughs> so the Mount of Olives, Jesus led his disciples to the Mount of Olives after his last Passover. So that he could teach them a few more things, pray, then wait for Judas to betray him. While walking to the Mount of Olives, he gave the parable of the true vine. So now I'm going to teach you how to follow the Zodiac, as I have the wheel on the left, okay? Mm-hmm. Passover takes place in Aries, so find Aries. It's on the left. We're right after that, he walks to the Mount of Olives. Olives and olive oil are in Libra. Those are opposing signs. So he goes directly across to Libra. While in Libra... He's waiting for the betrayal. Well, Scorpio's the betrayer. I've already mentioned that. So you go across from Aries to Libra and then next to Scorpio, and then you go back to Libra so he can give the parable of the true vine, vineyard or wine press. This is how everything is encoded. So he's encoded in neighboring signs or opposing signs. This is the most important thing that you have to realize. These are all patterns, okay? These are all patterns that you're going to consistently find throughout this. (laughs) Now, Revelation 4, 7. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Now, there's some people who think this is literally what the animal looks like. Right? It's a four-headed thing. However, the first living creature was like a lion. That's Leo. The second was like an ox. That's Taurus. The third had a face like a man. That's Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying eagle. In astrology, the Scorpio Scorpion is the belly-crawling creature. It's known as the lowest form of life on Earth, much like the snake was sentenced to crawl on his belly after the deception in the garden of eden it's a punishment it's a low form of life to to just crawl on your belly now in astrology its evolved form is the eagle which is the highest flying form of life on earth and the eagle's evolved form becomes the phoenix and what's the story of the phoenix it's the story of jesus the sun sun of god it's a flaming ball that dies december 21st and then rises from his ashes three days later so the eagle becomes scorpio Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio are the four fixed signs of the Zodiac. In astrology, you have things called mutable signs, cardinal signs, and fixed signs. The reason they're fixed signs is because they're fixed in their season. The first living creature was like a lion, Leo. That's right in the dead of summer. Ox, Taurus, that's the dead of spring. Aquarius, that's the dead of winter. And Scorpio is the dead of fall. Okay, now watch this. You see the Zodiac wheel on the left? You have Lion, Leo, Man, Aquarius. Those are opposing signs. Ox, Taurus, Eagle, Scorpio. Those are opposing signs. It makes an X through the Zodiac Wheel. Okay. Wow. So, so, it's a ver- okay. so this is what they're talking about, actually. This is what deep down it's encoded to say. Now I'm going to read you Revelation 12, which is the story of the woman and the dragon. Are you familiar with that one? Yes. Okay. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to Earth. So people think there's actually going to be a woman in the sky and a dragon's going to attack her. Okay? However, a woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in Virgo. It's just a metaphor. If the sun is in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet. Okay? Now check this out. There's a 24 hour day clock. There's 12 zodiac signs. So the sun spends two hours a day in each sign. Makes sense, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Now, if the sun is in Virgo, that's between 4 and 6 p.m. The sun is actually still out. So if the sun is out, the moon's not out. So the moon will be at her feet. If the moon is out, then the sun is at her feet. Makes sense? Yeah. Now another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to Earth. The constellation Draco on the left is the dragon. Its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four twelfths of the signs or one third of the stars out of the sky. This is all just star poetry. It's just hidden there. It's not meant to be taken literally.
0: You know? Just, just, you know, not to to derail you here, but I just want, that is incredible. The way you you piece that, I, I said, that's, Honestly, that is the first time I've actually heard it described that way. I've had several people on that have done Bible interpretations and stuff, but this is the first time I've ever heard it explained that way. And that's that's I mean, man, awesome. Job. I mean, that's fantastic. I love this. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're not
1: we're not we're about a third of the way done, don't worry. Man. So, I've given examples of astrotheology in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. I've been accused of cherry-picking verses from the Bible to prove a point. Who hasn't? So let's take a much yep. longer passage and see if we can decode it as well. So now is the part of this story in my PowerPoint where I talk about Job. Are you familiar with Job? Yep. So it's important to know for people that the in 100 AD, there had something called the Council of Jamnia. Because believe it or not, in 100 AD, um, the Old Testament was not canonized. The books were not in, in, in the proper order. They were always read out of order or whatever. They, they didn't have a fixed place. The book of Job is actually the oldest book in the Bible. It predates everything, even Genesis. Now, Job, do you want to explain who Job was and what his story basically is?
0: Basically, he was a devout follower of, you know, God. And at that point, he just, he was, for some reason, he was, became a a celestial pawn, you know, in a game that just went back and forth where he was just, he was tried to see if he would forever be faithful to God, and through all tribulations. I mean, that was, I mean, that's the that's the easiest way to describe the whole story right. of Job. But I mean, he went through it, tons of trials.
1: Right. So basically, what happened for for I'm going to expand on that a little bit. So Satan and Satan went up to God and said, He's only faithful because he has everything. He has riches. He has animals. He has land. He has a family, kids, everything. If you take it away, he won't. He will curse you. So God tells Satan, you could do whatever you want to him, but you cannot take his life. So Satan says, okay, so little by little, his animals get sick, you know, his family dies, you know. At one point he's just basically sitting on a rock and he's crying to God. He doesn't curse him. And at the end, he ends up rewarded 10 times what he had. But he doesn't curse him, but he does cry to him. So what I'm gonna read to you is God's reply to him. And I'm gonna show you the first sentence is what God says. My reply, my my explanation is what it actually means. Okay. So Job thirty eight thirty two. can you lead forth the Maseroth? The Maseroth literally means the Zodiac. Okay. Maseroth over time becomes Mazalot, which survives in Judaism today as Mazel Tov, which means good fortune from the stars. And we know how old mazel Tov is, so you can only imagine how old the word Maseroth is. Now, the Lord's challenge to Job. He says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are obvious you know, stars that most people are familiar with. They're openly talking about it. Yes. Then he says, can you bring forth the constellation in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? The constellation are the zodiac above. The bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the great bear, and Ursa Minor, part of the Big Dipper. Mm-hmm. Who can tip over the water jars of heaven? The boy with the water pitcher, Aquarius. Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? Leo. Who provides the food for the raven? The constellation Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? Mriga, meaning deer, is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkey go free? That's Acellus Borealis, meaning Donkey and is located in Cancer. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's Taurus. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. Lambda Achille, or Al Thaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. You give the horse its strength. It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance, Sagittarius with the bow and the arrow. I mentioned the interchanging between spear and bow and the arrow. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: In the Bible, there's two important murders that happen, or the two most important murders that happen. One would be Jesus. He's hit with the spear of destiny on the side to check if he's dead. The other one is Cain and Abel, the first murder. Okay, Cain actually hits Abel in the head with a rock and then buries him. However, the word Cain in Hebrew actually means spear. Okay, so spear is the kind of uh, death weapon that is used, and it's used interchangeably in Sagittarius, which is the death, December 21st. Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? Aquila is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Finally, he says, can you pull in Levetian with a fish hook? That's Pisces. Pisces. Now, I went through each and every single... I went through each and every line of his challenge. It's all astrology. You can see that now.
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah, that is... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... I don't doubt that at all. I mean, that it's right there. I mean, it's just, it's like one after another. I mean, they're definitely, so, I mean, just as a little note for me, what, where was, you know, I mean, why is this so veiled? I mean, is, you know, why is this so hidden? Then if, I mean, if I'm going to get into that later. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead.
1: No, don't worry about it. I'm going to get into that later. I'm going to explain it. Okay. Answers to questions at the beginning. Remember our questions at the beginning, how Jesus was able to heal the blind. Well, now we're not talking about the S-O-N. We're talking about the Son of God, the light of the world, the only begotten Son, right? Jesus was able to heal the blind. Um, The man came up to Jesus, and Jesus touched his eyes, and he was able to see. However, if Jesus is the Son, the Son does the same thing. Right now, it's dark outside. You don't have the gift of sight. But when the sun comes up in the morning, and it touches your eyes, suddenly you can see. Able to see. The blind. How he walked on water. Have you ever gone fishing and seen a sunset on a lake before? How the sun walks on water? Yeah. Okay. How he turned water into wine. So basically, the reason God is considered a man and earth is considered Mother Earth, a woman, has to do with God's rain. Okay. It's the sacred fluid. Okay. It's God's rain. In Hebrew, the word is sheman. We get the word semen from it. Okay. God's sacred fluid, pours down onto Mother Earth, impregnates her, and from her belly, everything grows. Trees, vegetation, fruits, foods. Okay? So that's why they're considered that. So now you have Taurus. Remember the bull? You look at the sky, you see the bull, you plant. Okay? We have machines that do it now, but back the ancients used to use a bull. We turned water into wine. The It rains. April showers bring May flowers. That's Taurus. It rains and it rains and it rains. And then what happens is it turns, you know, the grapes grow and then you pick them in September, October, and you crush them into wine. That's how you turn God's water into wine. It's a process. It's not something literally, it's not a parlor trick. It's a process. Why he had 12 disciples. I explained that. Why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas. I explained that. Why he was dead for three days. I explained that. Why is his birthday on December 25th. I explained that. Um, The thing about the 12 disciples, I'll just give you one more example. I'm not going to go into all of them, but are you familiar with Simon Peter? Yes. Okay. So my name is Micah. Sometimes people call me Mike. You know, uh, Jonathan, John, Thomas, Tom. But Simon Peter, that doesn't really make sense unless you know your astrology. Do you remember what Simon's job was?
0: Oh, was he the gatherer?
1: No, he was the fisherman.
0: Fisherman, yes.
1: Now, what sign of the fish? Pisces. Exactly. Do you know what the ruling planet of Pisces is?
0: Uh, that, That I don't.
1: It's Jupiter or Jew Peter. Okay? It's a combination of two words. It's just, they're just playing with words. Okay? So Simon Peter represents Pisces. Judas represents Scorpio. Each one of them have stories behind them. You have the brothers, too. They represent Gemini. I mean, it's all right there. Now, it doesn't stop there. It's not just random passages in the Bible that can be decoded this way. We're going to go through the entire book of Matthew to show how deep this runs. But I need another minute, okay? I'll be right back.
0: Oh, no, you're good. My God.
2: I'm I'm not sure. going go at the moment. But I just don't see much about Gemini. You know, I'm I'm listening. I'm like, Gemini rarely comes up in the conversation so far. So I'm always listening. Like, where's Gemini? <laughs> Where yeah.
0: <am> I? Yeah. <laughs> well, you could always ask him. Is like, why is Gemini yeah. not getting much That's love I was here? waiting.
2: You know, like he said, he was only a third of the way through. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna ask him. Like, hey, where's Gemini and I in this thing? Because it's all about like the main ones: Libra, Virgo, Taurus, Scorpio. I'm like, oh, I was like, damn, am I not important?
0: actually <laughs> <laughs> wonder what. Yeah, we can. Well, yeah, we can definitely figure this out. Nice. Yeah, I was just as we were comment with you know a few people too. It's just like for me, this is just. Um, because I'm not kidding. I mean, out of all the shows that we've done on this, I mean, it's that's man, it's just impressive. Um, we were just talking about you're going. So why is Jim and I not um, getting much love?
1: <laughs> it it will. It makes it makes a mention in the Book of Matthew. There you
0: um, go. Okay, there you go, I Austin. Mean, awesome. You're there's saved.
1: Plenty of times when they talk about brothers, when they talk about twins. You remember the passage where Jesus rides to town on the twin donkeys? Hmm. Well, how the fuck does that make sense? What does he hop from one to another?
0: That's yeah. That's a good point.
1: No, twins, it's Gemini. And I'm going to show you how it's encoded in modern day stuff too. Okay. But now we're going to go through the book of Matthew. All right. What I've done is on the, and the reason I chose the book of Matthew is because it's the first book of the new Testament. It literally has no other reason. I could have done this for any book or any of the four gospels. However, what I have is I have the Zodiac wheel on the left and I've circled the area you're supposed to pay attention to. Okay. And then I have the translation on the right. Matthew 3.2, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Each gospel begins at one of the four major points of the Zodiac and ends at one of them as well. The two solstices and the two equinoxes, when connected, form a cross. This is known as the cross of God's sun. The kingdom of heaven is Leo, whose ruling planet is the sun, which I mentioned. That's the only sign that the sun rules over. Now, what's closest to Leo out of the four major points? It's June 21st in Cancer. That's why I've highlighted that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: This is the firmament between cancer and Leo, these, you see these dividing lines that I have that the arrows right over these dividing lines. This is the firmament. The firmament is not a flat earth with a dome over it. It's not a dome over it. Okay. Some people call them handover dates. Some people call them cusps. Uh, Some people call them transitionals. There's plenty of words for what it is, but it's basically the three days, again, three days that one energy, one sign hands over the energy to another. Okay. There's a saying in the Bible that says the firmament shows God's handiwork. Okay, now the next passage, Matthew 3, 4, John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. Okay, so that whole passage is just strange. If we take the most famous drawing of a man, Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian man, and superimpose Mm -hmm. it onto the Zodiac, we can make sense of this. Okay, see what I did there? Cancer, the head, is why he eats wild honey. The beehive cluster is in cancer. The mouth is in cancer, okay? Leviticus 11, as far as the locusts, all flying insects that walk on all fours are to be regarded as unclean by you. There are, however, some flying insects that walk on all fours that you may eat, those that have jointed legs for hopping on the ground. Of those, you may eat any kind of locust, katydid, cricket, or grasshopper. A little lower on the body is the clothes made out of camel hair or the constellation camelopardalis, which is in Gemini. So right now you have the head in the upper body so far little lower on the body, you see the midsection, which is where you would get the belt. Okay? Taurus represents the bull, and the female is the cow, which is where leather comes from. Regarding the belt, Orion's belt sits between Taurus and Gemini, which is exactly where we still are. So next would be the baptism. Now, how are we going to go from the beginning of Leo to a water sign to signify the baptism? You would go across the zodiac. Cross signs, as they are known, are signs opposite locations. For example, Aries and Libra are cross signs. This is very important. A sign's two most important signs are its neighboring signs and its cross sign, okay? Here we see how it makes a leap from one firmament to the other. The man with the water pitcher in Aquarius is personified as John the Baptist with the water. It's important to know, too, that John the Baptist and Jesus are always exactly six months apart. When you think about the fact that Jesus is born on December 25th and rises a degree a day, then that must mean that John the Baptist is born on June 24th and decrease a degree a day. This is why in John 3.30, John says, He must increase, but I must decrease. It's also why St. John's Day is celebrated exactly six months to the day of the birthday of Jesus. You can look up any Catholic calendar. It'll tell you
0: I love that. That is fantastic. I mean, that definitely, because that passage, I mean, that makes complete sense. I mean, that follows just... You know, to a T, exactly what he says, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the next story is the temptation of Jesus. So, we're going back to the Cancer Leo firmament of July 24th. Now, he's tempted for 40 days in the desert with the devil, right? Yes. Okay, so what do you do? Count 40 days. Count 40 days from July 24th. It takes you to September 2nd. That's right in the middle of Virgo, the lady with the wheat stalk, the bread, remember? Yep. What's the very next passage? Matthew 4:3. If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Here we see mentions of the bread, which tells you that the Son is in Virgo. The next which passage, is, yep. Matthew 5:17 and 22. I did not come to abolish the law. And if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. Okay. So you have Virgo, the bread, and then Libra is the judging. Okay. Those are connecting signs. So it goes from one to the very next sign. It doesn't jump across the zodiac and talk about a random sign. There's a pattern to this. Okay. So basically, that's that. All right, Matthew 7, 15, 16. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. And can you pick grapes from the thorn bushes? The sheep are the ram in Aries and the grapes are in Libra. Once again, these are opposing signs. Moving along, Matthew 13. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. The story now moves from Libra to the barrier between Aquarius and Pisces as he's right beside the lake or the two water signs. Get it? Because if he was in Aquarius or he was in Pisces, he'd be in the water. But because he sat beside the lake, it's the firmament that divides the two. Does that make sense?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, the story now moves from Libra to the barrier between Aquarius and Pisces. Okay, its cross sign is Leo Virgo. As it's across from Virgo, the wheat stalks the grain. Isn't it ironic that Jesus' next parables are the wheat and the weeds, the mustard seed, and the yeast? Moving right along, next is the fishing net parable. So now we go back from Leo Virgo to Aquarius Pisces. All of these were basically tailored around the zodiac signs in a story. So if I wanted to talk about something holy with Gemini, for example, I can make up a story about the twins or I can make up a parable about twins.
0: Because yeah, because talking about this and we talked about this before, it's especially in that area The were, you know, they wouldn't know about mustard seeds. No, they would. You know, and so because this wasn't something that was in that area, was it? Mm hmm. Because that one when we had this thing, and I couldn't remember if that was something that was a natural crop there, or if that was something from another area. At that, the mustard
1: time. seed is one of the parables from Jesus. Of course, they knew about it.
0: Well, that's why I mean, but just like it was one of those weird things. It's like why use that if if nobody around there would actually know what a mustard seed was? No, people and, did know what it is, and that's and that's where I was I would take it. It's like so that makes some sense. that They actually they would have known. So that that you know that's where I was get, trying to get. at. sorry about the confusion. That's what I was trying to get at. It's like. Okay, so they they knew about it, so it wasn't such a weird thing to put in there. Correct. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now here's Gemini. is the sign of the two men, technically twins. There's a short mention of brothers in the next passage. He's just the carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. This ends at the firmament of Gemini Cancer. How do we know this? Okay, guys, look at the Gemini Cancer firmament. Find its cross sign and tell me what its cross sign is.
0: That's the... Trying to think on no. that. Is that going to be?
2: I can't tell.
0: That's not going to be. Um, I'm trying to. Th- is that going to be Scorpio?
1: No, no, no. Follow Gemini, Cancer, middle between it, and and cross. Go yeah, across. So it would so
0: be Sagittarius. Yeah. Or and Capricorn.
2: Capricorn.
1: Okay. Do you know what happens at the border between Sagittarius and Capricorn? I mentioned it. What is Sagittarius?
0: That's the. Um. That's, that's the. It, that's the that's final, because one. One. Capricorn. That's right where the seasons change.
1: Right, it's but the, what what happens in
2: Sagittarius? It's when. Um, not when he dies. Um, it is. Yeah, so I thought the when death. he dies and then goes into the three days. Yes, December twenty first.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the okay. So we were at the. So we were just in Gemini. We're still in Gemini, and we're crossing over. It follows a pattern. It never deviates from the pattern. Okay, so it's a, it's the death. Okay. Right? Sagittarius Capricorn is a crush from Gemini Cancer. Do you know what the very next passage is? That I don't. It's the death of John the Baptist. As I mentioned previously before, death comes at the end of Sagittarius. Let's take this sentence, which sounds like it could be biblical, but is not. I came up with this. Okay? If I say to you, the rulers were divided between war and love, it split the land in half. You could take that as a literal statement, right? Mm -hmm. The ruling planet of Aries is Mars, who's the god of war. The ruling planet of Libra is Venus, who's the goddess of love. There is your war and love. If you connect it, as I've done here, it splits the Zodiac or the land in half. This is how they encode things. This is the way that they encode things like this. Wow. This is how they encode things. Now let's keep going. Matthew 14:17 and 32, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Well, the bread is Virgo, and the two fish are Pisces, literally. Those are opposing signs, Virgo and Libra. I mean Virgo and Pisces. That's why Jesus fed the masses with two fish, the sun in Pisces. It's a metaphor. This is the cross of God's Son. This is what it looks like when you, when you, when you uh, center the solstices in the equinox. We were just in Virgo, and now next is Libra, which is law and wine, remember? Jesus' very next stories are the temple tax, the unforgiving debtor, divorce and marriage, and the parable of the vineyard worker. Do you guys see where I'm going with this? Yeah, just following. Okay, now next, we were just in Libra, because we had those parables from Jesus. Now we're in Scorpio. This This is where Judas betrays Jesus with the kiss. And then next to Sagittarius. So you got three signs in a row. You had Libra, then go to Scorpio. Now you're in Sagittarius. This is the death of Jesus. Okay? Awesome. And that is the book of Matthew. Do you see how these, uh, do you see how everything is encoded? It all follows the same pattern. Doesn't matter what book I pick
2: out of the Bible. Huh. Jeez. Huh.
0: Yeah, Jenny was like, "I'm confused. Jesus died twenty first of December. Didn't he die in Easter, beginning in April?"
1: That's what the story says. Yes, this is the metaphors behind the stories, huh? This is this is the pattern. It's the hero's journey. He's born, a king is born. He goes through all the signs. He's betrayed. He dies. He comes back to life. All our historical things. Caesar. Caesar did the same thing. He was born. You know, he grew to be king. Or he grew to, to run the Senate. He's betrayed. He dies. It's the same story over and over again. Now, Jesus leaves at twenty and co- at twelve and comes back at thirty. Right? Yes. Okay. I'm going to explain that to you because people always have interesting thoughts on it. I'm going to explain this to you. What happens to a young Jewish boy at the age of 12? He becomes bar mitzvah. He becomes a man. So Jesus becomes a man and leads to study. He starts his ministry at 30. But why? The ancient Jewish religion has roots in Saturnalia worship before it. It's why their day of rest is a Saturday or the Saturn day. So why 30? Saturnalia worshipers said that you were not allowed to become a teacher until Saturn came back to the point it was when you were born. It just so happens that Saturn takes 30 years to come back. Saturn takes 30 years to go around the sun. Wow. <laughs> That's why he's the sun. He's got to go through us. He's got to go through all this. The sun tells the hour of the day. The moon tells the day of the month. The Zodiac tells the month of the year. Okay. There's, there's, there's an infinite amount of ways through what we consider the big bang that the world could have come to place. We have a perfect calendar here. To me, this is, this just shows a creator. It's a perfect thing it's a perfect perfect calendar okay yeah that's
0: yeah that's that's incredible
1: now moses goes up to get the ten commandments and when he comes down he sees them worshiping a golden calf the sun is gold and the calf is the bull or taurus they're worshiping the sun and taurus whereas the jews are the people of aries so he gets mad at them that's why what's more likely the jews had to run out of egypt okay? And they took the clothes on their back and that was it. They couldn't even let the bread rise. That's why there's matzah to this day, okay? And the Jews ran out there, but they were in the desert for 40 years. They pulled together, they, they, they took all their gold for some reason. They pulled together this massive pile of gold. They built a giant calf to worship. They found welding equipment to do this in the desert while he was up on the mountain getting the commandments. Or it's what I just said. The gold is the calf and the bull is Taurus. They were in the wrong time period. Now, The ancient Egyptians used to worship the sun in Taurus, the hieroglyphics of the bull with the sun between its horns. The Jews are the people of Aries. That's why they blow the ram's horn to the sky during the holidays. Christians are the people of Pisces. That's why they have the Jesus fish as shown below. This is also why Jesus is able to feed the masses with two fish, the two fish in Pisces. Now you see the Jesus fish on the left. That's actually the Vesica Pisces. It's when you combine two circles, you, you get the middle. It's the Vesica Pisces. John 21. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, but even with so many fish, the net was not torn. 153 fish. That seems like a random number, unless you know math. Okay. Do you know what the mathematical equation of the Vesica Pisces is? The
0: Jesus fish? No. That it's, twel- it's not 12 times 13, is it?
1: No, it's 247 over
0: 153.
1: They actually knew this. this. They knew this ancient math. They knew this ancient science. They encoded all of this. We'll get to that in a little bit. Genesis thirty two thirty, And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I've seen God face to face and my life has been preserved. Well, Peniel is just Pineal. Okay? And on the left, mm-hmm. you see the Egyptian eye of Horus. And on the right, you see a sagittal cut of the human brain with the pineal gland. That nipple-looking thing in the middle, that's the pineal gland. The ridge above it, that's Horace's eyebrow, that's the corpus callosum. Okay, this is the seat of the soul. Now, in many British, Buddhist traditions, sorry, 49 days is the total mourning period, with prayers conducted every seven days across seven weeks. These Buddhists believe that rebirth takes place within 49 days after death. It just so happens that the pineal gland becomes visible on scans on the 49th day of gestation. How did these ancients know this stuff? Wow. You want, okay. how, you want to tell me how these ancients knew all this stuff? The 153, the 49 days, all this stuff? Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> that's, that's always the mystery right there. It's like how, how they knew.
1: All right. Let's keep going. Hell, the flaming inferno. They always worry you that you're going to burn in hell if you learn things like astrology or things of that nature, that you're going to burn in hell. Mm-hmm. How do we detect pain on earth? It doesn't have to be a male nervous system, but basically the brain, the spinal cord, nerve endings, neurons, essential nervous system. Okay. So let me ask you a question. When you die and you shed all of that, how is your soul going to sense burning? Fire is just the thing of our dimension. Okay. There's no burning in hell. That doesn't happen. Hell is actually winter on earth. Okay. Which will make sense. (laughs) The idea of a fiery pit where you burn for all eternity is ridiculous when you think about it logically. Hell is actually winter on Earth. Why? It's cold. The vegetation and beautiful flowers and plants are dead. The trees shed their leaves and bear no fruit. It's freezing cold out. People tend to get sick more often. Dangerous animals, if they're not hibernating, are starving and scratching for food. It's dangerous for humans. The Italian word for winter is winter is Inverno. Flip a letter, Inferno, and pervert its meaning, and you get the concept of hell. This picture is Dante Alighieri's The Divine Comedy. Satan mm-hmm. is in the bottom level of hell. As you can see, he's frozen up to his waist in a frozen tundra because his wings are flapping so hard that it's freezing everything over. Dante knew that hell was winter. Why don't you? Okay. Wow. That's, a- That's incredible. Satan and Lucifer. Satan does not exist. He's not a red devil with a tail and a pitchfork. In fact, the earliest paintings of him in the 900s, he was actually blue. The Hebrew word for Satan is HaShatan, which literally translates to adversary. In proper context, two competing sports teams are satans to one another. Lucifer, he's known as the light-bringer. Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light. How can there be light without the light bearer? Lucifer is immediately mentioned in the Bible, if not by name, but by action and purpose. Lucifer is also known as the morning star. The morning star is also known as the planet Venus. Why? Because the reasoning is if you go out and you look at the sky just before the sunrise in the east, you will see a bright light directly over it. Do, do that. Wait, go outside and, and look at where, when the sun just starts to peak and it starts to get blue in the background a little bit. Look above the sun. Right above the sun, you'll see a bright light. That's Venus. It I've seen the- it before.
2: Yep. Yeah, we were fishing one time out uh, on the in the Atlantic, and it, we, it was just coming up. I'm like, what's that above the sun? It's fucking amazing. It's Venus. It That's announces incredible. the arrival
1: of God's only begotten sun, the light of the world, every single day. Lucifer is also known to have a pentagram. That's his symbol. Continuing with Lucifer as Venus, if you follow Earth and Venus's orbit around the sun in a year's time, they almost connect at five points. You connect that, you get the pentagram, and this is what it would look like. Yep. Okay? Now, this is the rudimentary phallic symbol, the original penis, so to speak. It is known as the spear. Okay? This is the rudimentary sign of the womb, the chalice, the feminine. This is the star of David. It is the joining of the two, a hermaphrodite, so to speak. There is more sex magic in the Bible than you think. Do you recognize this?
0: Yeah, the... Yep, that's the... That's the tabernacle.
1: It's actually, uh... Solomon's Temple, a faithful recreation of Solomon's Temple, a blueprint with the cubits at the bottom and the sign, okay? Do you see anything interesting with how it's, do you see anything interesting in it?
0: i um, just, I mean, it's, just, it's basically divided in I mean, almost in, you know, into three, three parts. Right. I the mean,
1: this is a view of Solomon's temple from above. It's, a notice, it's important to note that Solomon is not a name of a person. It's a combi- combination of three words for the sun. All the biblical stories are different ways of talking about what the sun does. Sol, or sun in Latin. Om, or sun in Buddhism. On was the city of light in Heliopolis in Greece. Okay? It was known as the city of light. That's why when you go into a bedroom, to be enlightened, to turn the lights on. That's where on comes from. Now, that's Solomon... Now, this was created using sex magic. Look at this. Look at this. Yakin and Boaz represent the testicles from this view. The porch is the base of the penis, the holy place is the shaft, and the holy of holies is the head. The arc of the hole of the penis is where the DNA information Torah is stored. The storage chambers represent the female womb, and the two entrances to them represent the fallopian tubes. Do you now see how it looks like a rudimentary penis going into a vagina?
2: Oh, my God, yeah. It took yeah. me a second. <laughs> oh, my God. incredible huh
0: yeah no i see
2: okay it was made
1: with sex magic samson and delilah another story about the sun if you notice that samson and the sun have the same derivative so did delilah and night in hebrew the sun is called the shemesh i actually have it incorrect here it's shemesh okay which is also the hanukkah candle okay you ever see a hanukkah menorah before guys yes okay you know how they light the candle in the front and then that front candle lights the rest of the candles.
2: Yeah.
1: The, 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 the candle in the front is called the Shamash. It's the same root as Shamash. It, it represents the sun. It enlightens everything else. Okay. Samson actually means Shamshun. Okay. It means little sun. And what's Delilah? Delilah's root is Lila. In Hebrew, Lila means night. Okay. So when you say Lila Tov, it means good night. So what's the story? It's Delilah that she cuts Samson's hair, which takes away his power. He ends up eyes gouged out and blind. It's just another story of the sun. It's the story of the night overtaking the sun. This is—it's uh, the same story that we have with um, Horus and Set, which is why we have a sunset.
2: It's the oh.
1: Same thing. It all goes back to the sun. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Jonah in the body of the whale. In the Hebrew, the words are dagadol, which translate to great giant fish. He's in it for three days. It's the three days you see recurring in the Bible over and over again. The sun walking sideways like the crab for three days. Daniel in the lion's den. It's the story revolving around two signs astrologically. Daniel, the man, Aquarius, and the lions, which are Leo. In the zodiac, they're opposing signs. There was a town in Israel called Megiddo which a third century church was found under another church. So basically what happened is somebody was walking and their foot went through the church. And then when they looked at what was under it, they found a whole other church. This is the oldest church in Israel. Okay. It's center of the floor of the mosaic is two fish Pisces. The the ancients knew Jesus was Pisces. The Christians were Pisces. Okay. Megiddo is also the root word of Armageddon, which is where the war on earth and the rapture is supposed to begin. Now, more astrology. This is the swastika, okay? The swastika, if you read Wikipedia, for example, talks about its origin of ancient times. From ancient religions, it's peaceful meaning. Again, tweak it a little and pervert the meaning, okay? And you get the modern-day peace that we see that will never be reclaimed again as a peaceful symbol. But it goes further than that. The swastika isn't Buddhist or Hindu, Babylonian or Syrian or Sumerian. It's actually astrology, which predates it all. It's the Big Dipper. It's the Big Dipper. If you take a picture of the... Big Dipper, on the solstices and the equinox as they travel around Polaris. It looks like this. There's your swastika. Wow. That's where that comes from. Okay? What? And so that's where, that's where it comes from. Now, so do you guys agree that there's obviously astrology, if not the whole book, there's obviously astrology encoded, hidden in the Bible?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It, there's... it's you have laid out a very distinct, you know, in case about this because i mean it's i mean there's too many things for it to have not been involved.
1: Okay, now check this out. Roman Catholic Catechism 2116. All forms of divination are to be rejected, recourse to satan or demons, conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future, consulting horoscopes, astrology, Palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to mediums, all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. So let me ask you a question. If there's obviously astrology, and I'm just the dude on Long Island that figured this out, okay? Okay. You're telling me that they don't know about this in the hierarchy in the Catholic Church. Why would they say that astrology is evil? It should be rejected if the book is astrology. Why would they do that?
2: It's the
0: truth. Because it—it's basically you got to (laughs) control. You got to control. It's all always comes down to control.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now I'm going to show you how it is embedded and encoded in modern-day society. Just a couple examples. The Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix is the story of Christ the sun, a flaming form of life that dies and rises from its ashes. Jesus was the Son who died for three days and came back to life. That's why Phoenix is Jesus. The sun is Jesus. The Phoenix Suns. What about the woman's Phoenix team? The Phoenix Mercury. Mercury is the ruling planet of Virgo, the only woman sign. Okay? You guys remember the movie Face Off?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Fantastic. What are their characters' names? Nicolas Cage's character is Castor Troy. His brother is Pollux Troy in the movie. That's Gemini. What about Travolta? His name is Sean Archer. Well, the Archer is Sagittarius, the man with the bow and the arrow. Those are opposing signs on the Zodiac. So they throw this in your face. They throw this astrotheology, this astrology in your face without you even knowing about it. Do you remember the Cranberry Song Zombie?
2: Nineteen
1: mm-hmm. 1990s song for the Cranberry Zombie. Here Dolores O'Reilly is painted gold. Like the sun and her headdressing represents the rays of the sun, much like Jesus in the crown of thorns. But is it that? Or what's the very next scene? It's the sun on the cross with the little Sagittarius ready to kill her. Okay? They embed this into music, into movies. They hide this stuff because people don't know about this stuff. Okay? Now, modern day things revolving around astrology. Mermaids. Combination of man sign Aquarius or the woman sign Virgo and the fish sign Pisces. Aquarius and Pisces are connecting signs. Bullfighting, Aquarius the man and Taurus the bull. Jousting, two times Sagittarius. Lion taming, Aquarius the man and Leo the lion. Those are opposing signs. Fishing, Aquarius the man and Pisces the fish. Those are connecting signs. It's as above so below. That's what it basically is. Now, I'm getting to the point where I talk about homosexuality in the Bible. Okay. Everybody knows about Leviticus 18.22. However, is it really what is said there? The Greek word arsenokotai shows up in two different versions of the Bible in Greek, but was not translated to mean homosexual until 1946. In the 1800s, the German Bible said, Man shall not lie with young boys as he does with a woman, for it is an abomination. Leviticus 18.22, same with 20.13. 1 Corinthians, the word arsinochotai, and it's important to mention that the Bible was written in Hebrew, but everyone at the time knew that if you were an intellect, you wrote and read in Greek. So 1 Corinthians becomes boy molesters will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you were to grab Martin Luther's original German translation from 1534, they used the word nabenschander in German. Nabin means boy, and schander is molester. The first time homosexual appears in German translation is in 1983. Okay, so all this nonsense with religious people about homosexuality being evil—it's not. Okay, this is the kind of stuff that needs to get out there. Yeah, okay? that's oh, incredible.
0: No, that's that's <clears throat> that's awesome. Like I said this is stuff like I said. I had no idea. I mean, this is this is really cool. Right
1: now, it's not just what I've decoded so far. This is what I've done so far. Book of Matthew, the book of Revelation, the book of Enoch, Jubilees, Gospel of Thomas, Gospel of Mary Magdalene, Melchizedek, Gospel of Philip, Judas, the Enuma Elish, the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Code of Hammurabi. I've also done the Quran. I've also done the Egyptian Book of the Dead, and I've done the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. Okay, those are not even b- biblically related. These are just ancient, important books. Okay, they're the ancient super important books now on amazon into the rabbit hole beneath the veil is book one this is what it looks like i put my email here into the rabbit hole series at gmail.com people want to email me but the best way to reach out to me is on social media like i mentioned so guys that was uh that was my presentation
0: good god man, that was impressive
2: (laughs) i didn't drink after that one holy shit god
0: yeah that's a that's off man that Yes. So everybody needs to go to Mike, Mike message him there, go to social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, follow him. you know, get this one. I mean, like Julianne, she's really needs to get the information on Gilgamesh from you. Um, and just, you know, Jenny, Jenny, Julie, Jassy, you know, Brady, you know, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this, like I said, you know, appreciate this. This was a fantastic show. And, um, as I get a chance to read uh, some more of these books, you know could we bring you back in another time for like round two?
1: You guys got my uh, you guys got my schedule. you can watch this podcast you see the books I've done, whatever you want to do. If you guys want to get the sign series through me'm I'm, I'm, I'm all for that yeah, too. I'm going to <laughs> not only not only do I talk about the astro theology in this is what the characters figure out that I teach, but I also talk about conspiracy theories that people don't know about. You know, yeah. I'm not talking about like JFK, 9/11. I don't touch that stuff. You know, I'm talking about real ones that I've put together. That I mean, you you said you liked book one, right? You could just go oh, to yeah, could well, just go to Amazon and see the reviews.
0: And that's why I said. If, if we could get like said, have you back, you know, we'll to part two, and we can start talking some of those conspiracy theories too. Sure. All right. Well, hey, as we're running, running here out of time, like, my, I just I can't thank you enough. You know, yeah, Michelle, you, you know, for you know for helping facilitate this as well. It's it, it's been a real pleasure. I mean, sort of, everybody, they like said, go follow, um, hit him up for the books. He's definitely a uh, wealth of information, and I mean, I, I have a feeling there's going to be several people that are going to be getting a hold of you. I yeah. hope so. So yeah, me too. Me too. So I know Austin's already talking about. it. Yeah, he said yeah. I'm def. I'm definitely going to be continuing with the the series. So, right. All right. Well, All right. Monica, thank you guys. S-
1: I hope you guys. I hope you guys learned a ton. Oh, <laughs> it was so yeah, much. Yeah. oh been, my god! So
0: much. I've been taking notes the whole time. So, yeah. So it is. Yes. Every time you see me looking away, I'm over here scribbling notes. So, <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm going to have to rewatch it again just to write down the stuff that I missed. I was trying to keep up. So well, thanks well, again. have a have a great night. And we will d- definitely be in touch and um, see about getting on the schedule down the road for part two. Give give us a chance to read a few of these books.
1: That's fine. Reach out to uh, everybody that was listening that wants the books. Just reach out to me.
0: Okay, and I'll um, I'll post the links on our page, on our pages and stuff, so that way people can um, get directly to you.
1: I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for uh, thank you for your platform, and I hope. Uh, well, thank you. I see so, all the was- comments coming in. People love it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. It really did. So that's uh, so yeah. That's one of those. Like I said everybody's like freaking awesome. You know, let, you know, please bring him back. So yeah, that's going good. So thanks again, sir. Appreciate it.
1: All right, take care, guys.
0: All right, all right, everybody. That was go to threebeardspodcast.com. dot um, Check us out on all the social medias. Uh, like, share, follow. Redbubble com is our merch shop. You can also go to, like I said, threebeardspodcast.com and you can. And you can catch the merchandise there, too. We are rebroadcast on ERRT Radio at 11 p.m. on Wednesdays. Kersey uh, Ron, thank you for that. And it, he's showing his new picture of Into the Outer well, Realms there from Joey. We,
2: we follow Joey and Tanya from Into the Outer Realms.
0: Yep, we follow them. So it's a tough act to follow, let me tell you. <laughs> so, everybody, thank you for watching. Stay tuned for the next one. Good night.